Dustin can read. Hello, everyone. It's me, Dustin, and I'm here with Oraline from Spooky and Strange. Hello. Hi. We're here to present to you a new story special that we co-wrote, actually. We rewrote it for a uh, middle grade compilation book that didn't end up happening, so we decided we still wanted to put it out there and share it with the world because we're kind of proud of the story, and, and it's a good spooky story for, you know, kids, family. It's family friendly. Um, yeah, we wrote a whole story. Like, we finished it. That's what's important. We finished a story together. We started the thing and we finished the thing. Yes. <laughs> and now we're kind of recreating the thing in a, in a way. We're evolving the thing. Evolving the thing, yes. So we're going to make a short audio drama for you, and uh, we hope you enjoy it. We now present The Woman in the Brown Coat. Wednesday. I should be excited about a day home from school, but being sick is a real nightmare. My mom is a nurse, and she feels my head before she goes to work, like I'm one of her patients. I ask her about my prognoses, a word I've heard her say when she comes home. (laughs) Your prognosis is excellent. You've just got a touch of the flu. Now rest up, and I'll see you tonight when I get home, she says, and tells my dad not to give me ice cream for lunch. Seeing mom's silver SUV get smaller, my eyes go to the bus stop across the street, in front of my best friend Violet's house. There's a woman with a brown coat and an old-fashioned flipped hairdo standing on the sidewalk. Her back is to me, but she seems to be staring at Vi's bedroom window. What is she doing, I wonder? The woman stands there, motionless, staring. I've got a strange feeling about her. What if she's lost? Or what if she's there to break in? Or even worse, what if she's Violet's secret evil relative and she plans to kidnap Vi to join, like, a gang? Stop it, Kira. I scold myself. I shake off the what-ifs, my brain's favorite game show, and back away from the window. Woozy from the fever, I slip into my fluffy yellow slippers, grab my favorite blue blanket, and head downstairs to see Dad. My dad's such a softie. He's letting me lay on the couch in the den so I can rest and watch game shows all day if I agree not to bother him. Unless it's an emergency. He closes the door to his office and leaves me with bland, gross-looking oatmeal and the remote. The day drags. I flip through every channel at least twice, and it all starts to blend together. Dad comes in to bring me lunch around noon, chicken noodle soup, and a grilled cheese sandwich. No ice cream, I ask, trying to make my throat sound extra scratchy, a pouty expression to my face. Seeing this, he reaches out to tussle my dark hair. I'm sorry, kiddo. I know this sucks. He notices the angry people yelling around a huge table on the TV screen and reaches for the remote. I begin to protest, but he holds up his finger, asking me to give him a moment. That's when I realize 
he's logging into my favorite streaming service and not the kids' version. My eyes go wide. There's so much to watch. He hands the remote back with a smile and a warning. Nothing too scary, okay? Or you'll get us both in trouble. I'm beaming. Thanks, Dad. Before he leaves, he watches me pick something. A sci-fi movie set in outer space, I think. It's hard to tell from the description. Aliens, robots, something about spaceships. Dad knows it, so he nods. Just don't tell your mother I'd let you watch it on our account, okay? He says as he turns the corner into the hallway. I hear his office door close as the movie starts. I've been wanting to watch this since I saw the ad for it months ago. The movie starts on Earth, but soon the characters are on a spaceship. And now, so am I. An alarm is blaring and lights are flashing in the long gray halls. I'm scared. I can't seem to find mom and dad. I start jogging, looking in every door for help, but everyone has disappeared. I pick up speed as I get more and more worried. My shoes squeak on the metallic floor, echoing in the halls. I start to panic, my heart thudding as loud as the alarms. I round a corner and come to a sudden stop. There, at the end of the hall, next to the door marked exit, is the woman in the brown coat, the one on the street earlier. She stands still, her back towards me, just like earlier. I need to see her face. I need to know who she is, why she's here. So I walk towards her. At the same time, she starts to walk backwards towards me. When I stop, she stops. When I start walking again, she starts walking again. Is she copying me? Can she see me somehow? I decide to keep going until I am within arm's reach of her. I stop and stare. She's still not moving. I keep waiting for something to happen, but it doesn't. I don't like this. It's creepy and frustrating. Finally, I've had enough. What do you want? I cry out over the loud screech of the alarm, reaching for her shoulder. Her head starts to turn, and I gasp. <gasps> no, 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 no. I yelp as I startle awake. My shirt and pillow are soaked with sweat, and I throw my blanket across the room. I hear the familiar rumble of the school bus on our block. Did I sleep all afternoon? I turn to the window to see the blur of yellow and black just as it departs the bus stop, leaving a crowd of kids on the corner. Kira, you okay? Dad calls from the office down the hall. <coughs> I'm fine. I yell back, even though I'm feeling super sick again. Vi and our other friend Alex spot me in the window and wave from across the street. Vi holds up a folder, which must be my school assignments, and points to me. I shake my head and mime a cough <coughs> to let her know she can't come over. Shortly after, Dad comes into the room with the phone. Before I have it up to my ear, Vi is already talking. I don't know. She's just so dumb. I couldn't believe she wouldn't give us an extension on the skit. She said you could just write a paper and sit. It's so not fair. She says in one breath. Whoa, slow down, I say, turning back to the window, just as the high schooler's bus arrives to drop them off. Vi starts to repeat what she said, but I can't hear her because my attention is drawn to the bus stop across the street. 
in the middle of the crowd of teenagers. I think I see that brown coat. As the kids disperse, I know I see it. It's the same woman. Maybe I'm just creeped out from the dream or the fever, but she's really making me uncomfortable. I have to interrupt. Vi, do me a favor. She sighs, having been stopped mid-sentence. What's up? Go to your window and look at this woman in the brown coat in front of your house. Uh, Hold on. She says, still annoyed. I hear her get up and then see her at the window. Okay, like, what am I looking at? There's a woman looking right at you, I say, starting to sound a little nervous and screechy. She's got a flippy hairdo and she's wearing this light brown dress coat. Do you see her? Tell me you see her. I wait quietly, wondering if I'm going crazy. Um, what woman? Kira, all I see are a bunch of big kids. She says, confused. Do you still have a fever? No, I try to say. But Violet is already talking again about how important it is for me to rest so I can get back to school and work on this skit with them. I look out the window, and the woman in the brown coat is gone. I drop it, for now, and let Violet tell me about her day. Oh my gosh, do you remember when that one guy had a fever and he was like picking his nose and everyone said that he was seeing things? Thursday. Last night, I tried to tell mom and dad about the woman in the brown coat. They weren't listening, of course. They never listened to me. And now, they can blame everything I'm saying on being sick. You. you know, know movies like that make her I'm imagination sorry. run wild. What were you thinking? Uh, no. Now she's going to be up all night with nightmares, wanting to crawl into bed with us. No, she won't. Mom she accused won't. Dad of letting me watch scary movies all day. I so I kept quiet about the sci-fi movie. It was only rated PG, but I didn't want her to take my movies away. Today, Dad says I need to watch something else. Maybe something for kids. And no aliens. I decide not to finish the movie from yesterday, just in case I fall asleep again. I don't need any more nightmares. I settle on an old, dad-approved comedy called The Great Outdoors. I like that it takes place at this campsite near a lake. The older son is pretty cute, too. I also like the raccoons that talk to each other when they go through the family's trash. It seems harmless and, honestly, boring. I look out the window, wishing I could go outside. I'm thinking about being stuck inside when I notice a flippy hairdo across the street. I gasp. (gasps) But as I turn, I see this woman has a bright yellow raincoat and a small toddler next to her. Relieved, I breathe out and drop my gaze to our side of the street, about to turn back to the TV when I freeze. Brown coat. Still, like a statue. Weird, flippy hairdo. That woman is on the other side of the street again. And she's looking at someone else's house this time. She isn't doing anything but staring. But it doesn't feel right. What does she want here? A couple of loud ambulances go by, distracting me. And when I look back, she's gone. I spring up to search, but I feel woozy and I fall back on the couch. Before I know it, I'm asleep again. Once I wake up, the day continues moving as slowly as possible. Or is that just what being sick feels like? At some point, the doorbell rings, and I perk up. Don't get up. Dad says, rushing down the hall. It's just a delivery I'm expecting. 
I hear him talk briefly to the delivery person as he signs for the package and return to his office. I turn to watch the delivery truck drive off, wondering what time it is. The street is nearly bare. It's got to be midday. No cars or people around. Except, I see a familiar brown coat. This time, she's a few houses down, in front of Alex's house. What in the world? I whisper. Is she a door-to-door sales lady? No, she isn't carrying anything. And I haven't seen her knock on any doors. Is she a dog walker? No, I haven't seen any dogs. What if she's a real estate agent? But no one in this neighborhood has for sale signs in front of their houses. Maybe she's a surveyor? But don't they usually have equipment? She doesn't have anything with her. I don't like the thought of this woman just standing there, looking at my friend's house. Whatever she's doing, it's not normal. My brain is running away with possibilities. Is she plotting something? What if she works for a spy agency? Or she's a thief? Or, and just as that thought crosses my mind, she turns her head slowly, all the way around, like an owl. Her eyes are slits as she stares directly at me. A smile starts to slowly spread across her face. I'm trying to take it all in. Are those teeth pointed? Are her eyes blinking sideways? I rub my eyes, hoping this is the fever. She holds my gaze as she turns her body towards me, realigning with her head in the creepiest way possible. Her jagged smile never fades. She nods at me, letting me know she sees me too. I scream squeak and run as fast as I can to my dad's office. I knock lightly, but urgently. It's almost like I can feel her just behind me. I hear him stop typing and open the door with a worried look. What's wrong, sweetie? You feeling all right? He reaches out his hand to feel my forehead. I need you to come look out the window for me, I say, swatting his cool hand away. Why? What's going on? He asks, obviously concerned. It explodes out of me. There's a creepy woman out there and she keeps showing up and she's got this flippy old hairdo and she keeps staring at people's houses, just staring. And she has creepy pointed teeth and her eyes are so weird and she wears this brown heavy coat and she- Whoa, whoa, whoa. Calm down, kiddo. Dad puts his hands up to stop me from rambling on. Kira, sweetie, this sounds like a fever-induced nightmare. It can be scary, I know. No, no, no. I wasn't asleep, Dad, I swear, I plead. Just come up front to look out the window, please. Kira, you're sick. Your imagination is running wild. You don't have anything to do, so you're making up stories. No, Daddy, please just listen to me. Something is wrong. Remember when you told us the dentist was trying to steal your teeth because he was at war with the tooth fairy? Dad has that look on his face. He thinks he's won. But this is real, so I try to make him listen. Dad, that was when I was seven years old. I'm almost 11 now. And still making up stories. I swear, kiddo, you're just like me at your age. You just need to keep in mind what's real and what isn't. But this is real. If you would just come. Kira, stop. He's starting to get annoyed. I can tell. I have a lot of work to get done, and you need to go lie down and rest. Now. 
I start to get teary-eyed and suddenly so exhausted that I let him lead me back to the couch. What if he's right? What if the woman isn't real and it's just my fever? Or nightmares? Or my brain playing the what-if game again? I return to the window. The woman has disappeared. Kira, you need to write these stories down for Miss Grayson. I'll bet you get extra credit. Violet called me after dinner to tell me that Miss Grayson decided to give us all an extension on our group project on the Hohokam Native American tribe after she and Alex and Fabian all begged her. I have to get better so we can finish practicing our skit before we present it next week. Since I love to act, I'm playing the time-traveling historian who takes the rest of the kids on a colonial adventure through the past. Vi, I'm being serious. That woman was Alex's today. She's plotting something bad. I can feel it. Yeah, sure, Kier. You need to cool it with that mess. You even got Alex upset. I just got off the phone with him and he says he doesn't even know if he'll be able to sleep tonight. Poor guy. He always believes everything you say. He likes you, you know. I do know. Alex has followed me around like a puppy ever since his family moved to the block a year ago. I didn't mean to freak Alex out. I just thought he should know what I saw. After I hang up, Dad makes me take medicine that makes me sleepy and turns out the lights. When he leaves, I sneak to the window and scope out the street, wondering if the woman comes out at night. Friday. After I promised Violet I would memorize my lines for the skit, my head just isn't in it. I can't concentrate on playing Dr. Brooks, time traveler extraordinaire. My fever finally broke last night. I don't even feel sick anymore, but mom thinks I should stay home one more day just in case. She is a medical professional after all. Dad said that I need to quit bugging him about the woman in the brown coat. He says I'm too old to be scared of stuff that isn't real. Then he even said he was talking to mom about taking me to see a special doctor. I don't know what to do. I'm too scared to look out the window. I just know she's out there waiting for me daring me to look out the window. I wish someone believed me. (sighs) After trying to read my lines one more time, I give up and put the script back into my school folder. I sigh again, frustrated with myself. I can't focus. I will not look outside. I will not look outside, I tell myself repeatedly. I start to nod off to a game show when there's a light knock at the front door. My eyes spring open. I sit up slowly and listen. Maybe I imagined it? A little louder this time. No, I definitely heard that. Though it doesn't seem like Dad did. I stand up, trying to keep my legs from shaking, and I edge myself towards the foyer. It's the woman, I think. Because I refuse to look at her, somehow, I brought her here. Peeking around the corner, I can see the front door with the frosted glass window and I can see a figure wearing something brown. My breath catches in my chest. I gulp hard, my mouth is suddenly dry. It's not really her, I think. It's someone else. It's a coincidence. Even louder this time. And was that a hiss? I lean closer, but my feet are firmly planted. I'm not going to open that door. Kira? Is there someone at the door? Dad yells from his office, but I don't respond. 
I will the person to go away. I creep into the foyer, silently, keeping my eyes on the figure on the other side of the door window. The figure turns its head, and I can see the person is watching me as I approach. That toothy smile is unmistakable now. And the hair. It's definitely her. (gasps) Very loud, almost pounding. I hear my father's footsteps walking down the hallway. Kier, who's at the door? My eyes go wide as I whip around. I open my mouth, but the only sound to escape my lips is... Ah, uh, ah. Why can't I talk? Dad starts towards the door, but I jump in front of him. I put my hands on his stomach and try to plant my feet on the floor, but my socks slip and slide. Dad looks at me strangely. Then he looks up at the door. He's hesitating. Does he believe me? Does he get the same bad feeling that I'm getting? (sighs) He sighs and grabs my hands, pulling them off of him. Kira, don't be silly. Just a second. Pushing past me, he sticks his hand out for the doorknob. The person on the other side seems to be laughing, their shoulders bouncing up and down as Dad unlocks the deadbolt. No, Daddy! is the only thing I can manage to get out before he opens the door. (gasps) I hope you enjoyed that. As you might know, uh, Orlean was the voice of Kira and the narrator, and Kay, our good friend from F My Work Life podcast, played her friend Violet and Kira's mom, while her dad was played by yours truly, haha. (laughs) Let us know any thoughts or feedback or stories that you write inspired by this. We'd love to hear about it. Yeah, definitely. And you know what? If the story's strange enough, it might entice Orlean to share something about it on her podcast. Ooh. Maybe a a dramatic rereading. Ooh. That would be fun. (laughs) So yeah, reach out to us. You can find Orlean at Spooky Orlean. I basically haunt Instagram at this point because Twitter died. Yeah, it's 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 crawling. It's it's trying. It's, it's, <laughs> it's crawling it's to a The grid. zombified corpse is crawling <laughs> along. But you can find me on Instagram. <laughs> at Spooky Orlean. And of course, you know where you can find me at Dustin Can Read or at Dustin underscore Holden. So thank you again for listening and happy Halloween, everyone. Ooh. Dustin Can Read. <laughs>